Hi, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Jen, and this is your Fruitful 15, where small changes in your daily habits can yield big results. So Sarah, what are we chatting about today? More plant-based eating. I mean, honestly, yeah, we could do like weeks of this stuff because there's just so much to cover. And we're going to do some fun diving today into some topics that we tend to see come up over and over again for our patients, right? Right. And, you know, we could do weeks and weeks of this, but spoiler alert, we're not going to. <laughs> we're going to take a really cool break next week, um, which we will tell you about at the end of the episode. Yes. Anyways, for today, we thought it would be cool to talk about how to eat plant-based if other members of your household are just not into it. Yes. Yes. This happens so much, right? I feel like I hear this a lot from my patients. Like, what do I do if my partner doesn't want to eat plant-based, if my kids don't want to eat plant-based, if my roommate doesn't want to eat plant-based, my dog doesn't want to eat (laughs) plant-based? What do I do, right? So I'm anxious to hear some of your tips, Jen. Love that. And I would have to say, I know some dogs who are really happy eating plant-based for the record. (laughs) Probably more happy about it than a lot of humans. Um, Anyways, moving on, I would say that one of the first tips we would give is that if you have people in your household who don't want to eat this way, that it might be easier to do what you and I call deconstructed meals, right? Or like family style eating. So some examples of that could be like if you're making tacos and so you have all the taco fixings, people can help themselves whatever they want. And in addition to like you know, beans or whatever you're using for your, you know, main, main part of your taco, you could also then offer whatever else people want to eat. So if they're eating, you know, beef or whatever, you could offer both of those so that people have an option. Um, Another example of this would be like a potato bar where you could have all kinds of different toppings, just things that would make it so you don't have to cook like two totally separate meals. Instead, you just have like one topping that's different. What do you think about that? I love it. And I think what's great about it too, we're going to talk a little bit about plant-based eating with kids, but when you do deconstructed meals and then you offer it family style, you're giving kids and everyone in your house the autonomy to decide what they want to eat. And that's actually like a really good way to promote a healthy relationship with food. It allows everybody in your family to think about what they really truly want to eat in that meal, but you're all eating the same thing gives you lots of options. So I think it's such a great idea. Love that. Yes. Good for so many reasons. Good for so many reasons. Um, Well, one of the things that I want to talk about, uh, which is maybe a little more on the emotional or relational side of things and less on the logistical side is having a conversation with the people in your household about your vision for your health and why your why. We talked about Um, wise and I think our first episode and um, just really sharing that with them and sitting down and sharing that with them is a good way to just get on the same page and asking them in a very non-threatening way I'm curious if, if there are ways we could brainstorm talking about supporting each other in this endeavor Um, Because I think some people can kind of feel threatened almost by like, oh, you're going to eat differently. And if you're the main cook in the household, oh, what does that mean for me? Whereas if it's sort of a shared decision between you and your household 
people, then it feels less threatening and more of a collaborative effort. And I also think it's worth mentioning that if you're transitioning your family from sort of the standard American diet to a plant-based diet, it's important to prep your kids for that transition. You don't want to just overnight make it. You want to talk about it. You want to talk about what it means and you want to prepare yourself for their reaction to it. Love everything you just said. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe even, yeah, just branching off on what you were saying about having that conversation, maybe just be prepared to have some comments and maybe some things that might feel less supportive as people are are transitioning or getting used to your transition. Um, just because like you said, any change anytime sometimes can be challenging for people. So maybe just be ready for that. And again, I think if you can focus on your why, like why you're doing this, it can help you and it can help the person that, you know, you're sharing a household with that may be less than excited about this this change. Yeah, it always comes back to that why. Like if you can stay connected with that and then help other people around you see that connection, that can really keep you feeling supported and excited about the change that you're making. Awesome. And um, another thing that can help you to stay excited is to be inspired and creative, but keep it simple. If you try to get really complicated about it, then it's going to overwhelm you and um, you having to try to make things for your family and for you, it's just going to feel really burdensome. So one of the suggestions we thought of is just, for example, to just make rice and beans. And we actually have a really um, simple, great recipe that we'll share in the show notes that you can use to make those rice and beans. And then you can change the vegetables that you put alongside that and the toppings really easily. Um, And a lot of the plant-based stuff, for example, rice and beans are really um, pantry or shelf stable um, without there being a bunch of junk to keep it shelf stable. So it's actually nice to have those stocked in your pantry. And then if your household is still eating meat or products that you're not eating anymore, you can just buy those from the grocery store. Love that. Yeah. 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 Good. So some rice and beans. Um, anything else that that you find is really simple? Rice and beans are really simple. I loved that potato bar idea. And then um, roasting vegetables. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to talk in an episode coming up about pa- batch cooking and, and how, what to stock your pantry with, some of those logistics. But um, batch cooking like va- vegetables by roasting them in the oven is like a really simple way to just oh, my family wants to have, I don't know, pork chops tonight. Well, I'm going to have some rice that I cooked earlier in the week, and then I have these veggies that I roasted this weekend, so I'll have that on the side. Um, And maybe I'll add some beans to it just to give myself some protein. Or maybe I made some tofu. You know, just, again, that idea of deconstructed meals and putting them all together. But I actually wonder, Jen, do you have any, like, good resources that our listeners can go to to find recipes that are like simple and then maybe also have the meat portion that you could do plus or minus with? Yes. So a few favorites would be um, Gimme Some Oven, (laughs) just spelled G-I-M-M-E, Gimme (laughs) Some Oven. Um, Minimalist Baker is another one. And then another one that actually some some dear friends introduced me to way before I even knew about it was oshiglows.com. Um, 
So a couple of those might be helpful for people. What about eating plant-based with kids, Sarah? What do you have to say about that? Yeah, what do I have to say? Especially as somebody who has two children under five, um, (laughs) you know, the topic of what you feed your kids is like massive. And I'm sure any parent can identify with the experience of being like, when you first start your kid on solids and just being like, what, what do I even do? And there's so much information out there, but I usually just stick to, I try to stick to one resource, right? And that's the American Academy of Pediatrics. And they say that plant-based eating is safe. Um, and that it's, it can be a good way to establish again, that healthy relationship with fruits and vegetables, which is something I think we can all get on board with Yeah. I want my kid to have a healthy relationship with fruits and vegetables, and we really need to be aware of caloric needs. So Jen, I think you brought up, like, you can't just feed your kids carrots. I mean, A, (laughs) they're going to be like, stop giving me carrots. (laughs) Like you need to make sure that they're getting in the calories that they need, which is true of almost any diet that you're feeding your kids. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, you know, with adults, we can eat a ton of raw fruits and veggies and that can be really health promoting for adults, but with kids, cause they have such tiny stomachs. Um, you know, we can't feed them tons of raw food and just expect that they're going to meet their caloric needs. They really need to eat more cooked foods so that they get enough calories and we need to give them healthy fats too. So making sure that they get, you know, every day they need some healthy fats, some peanuts, some Um, other nuts, some seeds, some avocados. Um, You can cook food with oil so that they get healthy fat that way. So um, just to keep those in mind, if you're feeding your kiddos plant-based, there's some interesting studies that came out showing that kids could have reduced risk of asthma if they're eating plant-based because it's a, a less inflammatory diet. So if you know, if asthma is something that is a concern, or obviously we all want to prevent asthma in our kiddos, you know, choosing a plant-based diet or mostly plant-based diet can be a helpful way of decreasing risk of asthma or decreasing exacerbations of asthma. There's another interesting study that came out showing that plant-based kids actually have higher IQs. Now, maybe that's just because they have brilliant parents. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but I thought that was interesting too. And we linked to both of those studies in our show notes if anyone has interest in reading those. Yeah. Now, and, oh, yeah, you go ahead. I was just going to say that um, you might have heard Jen say like nuts. And if you're an allergy mom like me, you might be thinking, mm-hmm. oh, nuts, like that's going to, I can't feed my kids plant-based because my kids have nut allergies. That's really serious. But you can totally still do plant-based. There are lots of other options to get the benefits of nuts in there's sun butter, other seeds, oils, like Jen mentioned, so many other options that you can lean toward to, to still meet their needs and keep them plant-based. All guacamole all the time. Yes. (laughs) That's what I say. (laughs) (laughs) For everyone. But yeah, especially if people have nut allergies, um, avocados are a great source of those healthy fats too. Yeah, even tofu has got some healthy fats in it. So that would be something else just, you know, if we can get our kids eating daily tofu, daily avocado, then you're you're good. So you have some good advice about eating plant-based with kids, especially toddlers. Do you want to share that, Sarah? Yeah, I just um, was chuckling a little bit when you were saying like daily tofu and daily avocado. Like I could hear <laughs> parents of kids my age or kids that I have 
that are my age saying like, oh, there's no way my toddler is going to eat daily avocado or daily tofu, right? And um, I think what you have to kind of keep in mind is just keep offering that food. So if they see it or and then doing some food play with it, like they're touching it, they're smelling it, they're basically being exposed to it. That's great. Like you're keeping it on their plate and also you're feeding them the same thing that you're eating so that those behaviors are kind of really getting rolled into that relationship. That's you're doing your job then as a I think as a parent is to continue to offer those things um, and know that they're not always going to take you up on that offer, (laughs) (laughs) but you're at least you're giving it to them. You're saying, here's some fruits and veggies and whole grains and beans and all those things and um, keeping it in, in their diet and, and um, as an option for them. Yeah. Solid advice. You know, one other thing I would add to that too, is it doesn't have to be, um, you know, avocado or tofu in its raw form, right? So there's a great recipe that we can link to that a friend of mine makes. It's got, um, it's chocolate pudding, but it's made with avocado and a little bit of tofu. And it's all, you know, blended together. It's a very simple recipe and it's all blended together. And I think you would not know that it's got avocado and tofu in it. And that would be another great way because kids generally like chocolate pudding. So you know, that would be another way you can get those healthy fats and a lot of calories, which is again, important with our, with our kiddos. That sounds so good. I want that recipe too. So I'll definitely be checking out our show notes for that. Me too. I want it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, let's um, talk about our takeaways or actionable tips because we want people to be able to change their life in 15 minutes. So (laughs) what are some of the steps that you think people could take to get started? All right. So as we mentioned before, we would we would recommend finding just some basic recipes that are easy to make um, with common ingredients that you can get at your local grocery store. You don't need to be like buying them online or going to specialty stores, you know, that are easily obtainable, inexpensive, like beans and rice that could fit into your lifestyle. And then think about some fun toppings and then come up with maybe like three variations over say three weeks, like have it once a week and see how you like it. Think about like what works, what doesn't work. There's a great website if you're interested, it's called Running on Real Food. It's one of our our favorite websites. It's got all kinds of good, easy recipes like that. And there's a recipe for black beans and rice there. And then what else would you say, Sarah? What is, what's another takeaway? Kind of along the same lines, like have fun with this and challenge yourself. So sit down and think about like, you know what? I want to try eating some black beans. Um, I want our family to eat some black beans next week. Think about three different ways that you could use those black beans. So we are going to give you the answers, of course, because we're nice. (laughs) But like, for example, you could use them on top of a salad that you're having on the side of a normal meal that you would have with your family. You could do it. Yes, you could do a taco night with your family. We've talked a lot about tacos and guacamole, so just make that happen. You can tell we're from the Southwest, right? (laughs) Absolutely. And then um, try a black bean dip. Try making a black bean dip. Um, Yeah, Yeah, like instead of hummus from garbanzo beans, black bean dip. Yep. So delicious. Yeah. And then the other actionable tip would be to sit down with your household, whoever is age appropriate to have the conversation with, and just talk about your desire to eat more plant-based. 
we've talked about this before on the podcast that people are so eager to just jump in and take action, but like prepping for taking action is prepping for success. So, you know, take that time to sit down with your household and and talk it through. It will also ignite more connection for you between your why and action. So you want to really solidify that by just talk out loud about it. Okay, that's my favorite takeaway from this whole show. Prepping for action is prepping for success. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> I'm sure I stole that from somebody, but I don't know who. So I'm, I'm giving you the credit. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So please call us at 928-793-1353 and check out our show notes. And as always, thanks for letting us join your healthy journey. And you should join us for our next episode where we're going to take a break from food for a little bit, but don't worry, we'll come back to it. But we're going to talk about nature and your health, which is so much fun, especially during the summertime when we're spending a lot of time outdoors. So this has been your Fruitful 15, where you can change your life in just 15 minutes a day. Our music is by Reason for Worry. Our artwork is by Emily Lewis. And our editing is by Stephen Barnett. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.